Welcome, everyone, to the Monday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, Tyler Crawley. And just a reminder, we are on every major podcast platform, Spotify, Google, and, of course, OG Apple Podcasts. So find us there. Leave us a good review. We would greatly appreciate it. A lot of news to get to, but we are going to start with some sports news. And I know that we normally don't talk sports. This is a uh, more real estate economy focused podcast. But you got to give props to Phil Mickelson winning his sixth major and doing so at the age of 50. He is now the oldest major winner in golf history. What an accomplishment. And it happened not too far from here. Well, kind of. It happened in a neighboring state, South Carolina. Awesome story. And just major props to Phil Mickelson. I'll tell you, those crowds were were nuts. It feels like we're back to normal. And so to have something so abnormal happen, it was kind of awesome. So major props to Phil Mickelson. And golf for uh, starting the summer off correct. Now, speaking of things being correct, I don't know if it's correct or not, but well, I mean, obviously the data is correct and everyone was sort of expecting this to happen, but we got the big data dump from the National Association of Realtors and it showed for the third month in a row, existing home sales fell. Like I said, no one was surprised by this, especially where inventory levels are, but... The numbers were up from last year, but as everyone knows, last year was kind of a weird time in this country, well, all over the world, in all honesty. So month over month, uh, sales fell 2.7% to $5.85 million in the month of April. Year over year, sales were up 33.9%, but as I said, we were kind of right in the beginning of those major lockdowns. All businesses were kind of shut down, and so to see a jump there is not that surprising. Now, here's the good news. There was some good news in the report. I'd like to find the good news, especially when it's hard data because you can't dispute it. Low inventory is a big concern. And the good news is that we actually saw a jump 10.5% at the end of April. We saw a jump in inventory. So we actually did see an improvement. There are more houses out there. That is a good thing. However, compared to last year, Not such a good situation, uh, down 20.5% from a year ago, which, as I said, and I will keep saying, no one is really surprised by these numbers, and no one is surprised at what's happened with home prices. Sales may have been down, but prices were way up. The median existing home price was $341,600. That is a 19.1% jump from April 2020, a record high, and is now the 110th straight month of year-over-year gains. Now, how did that break down regionally? Well, obviously, everybody saw double-digit appreciation. The Northeast led the way with 22% appreciation. Their now median home is 381000 And a side note, and this is in the Northeast, the West... Um, actually came in second with 19.9% growth. Their now average, or I should say median home price, is 501000 But did you see that the median home price in California is now over $800,000? That number came out last week. It's just crazy appreciation. Which, by the way, we're going to get to in a second because there was actually a great piece by Connor Sen in Bloomberg in which he talks about how housing could actually be an indicator that inflation is transitory, that what we're seeing right now is temporary. 
And I know it sounds kind of weird. We're going to get to that here in a second. Uh, so like I said, we have the Northeast leading the way, 22%. The West, 199 The South, where I am, 15.8%. The now median home price is $289,600. And then the Midwest, bringing in the rear, at 13.5%, their median home price at $259,300. So we are just seeing crazy appreciation across the board. And this data was also backed up by the weekly data that Redfin releases. They said the home prices, the average home price jumped to $352,975, which they look at as a 24% year-over-year increase, and not surprisingly, also a new record, according to Redfin. But here's where it even gets even more insane. 50% of homes sold for more than their list price. That is up 23% from the same period a year earlier, and shocking, a new record. (laughs) So we're looking at what's happening with housing, and the numbers are just off the charts, double-digit appreciation, even at the low end. Like I said, the Midwest came in last, and they were still seeing 13% appreciation. So it's just, it's it's crazy times out there. But could everyone everyone asks, everyone always asks me, you know, do you think housing's a bubble? Do you think it's a bubble? And as I've said many times here on this podcast, no, I don't think it's a bubble. I mean, could we see a slowdown? Absolutely. But do I think we're going to see a pop? No. And that's actually what Connor Sen talks about in his Bloomberg piece. And so he asked the question, could housing actually be proof that this inflation that we're seeing, of course, I'm talking about the data that we saw last week. Was it last week or two weeks ago? My days blend. Uh, we had the CPI data that showed 4% inflation. And everyone said, here it is. Finally, we got the Fed easing. Uh, we have you know fiscal policy, monetary policy, all of it's just, we've never seen it before. Finally, we are going to see over 2% inflation. In fact, we could be at 4% inflation. But a lot of people, including Jerome Powell, the Fed chair, and um, all the other chairs of the Federal Reserves, all kind of argued we're not exactly there yet with this belief that we are going to see runaway inflation. In fact, they argued that it is temporary. And that's why they're like, we're not going to do anything with regards to rates just yet. Now, they could be right. They could be wrong. We are going to find out. But what Connor Sen argues is he says that housing could actually be kind of uh, a predictor of whether or not what's happening with inflation is here to stay. Now, that does sound kind of weird, right? To say that housing is going to be this predictor, because if we're using housing as an example, you would think that would be the worst example because we're seeing 20% year over year appreciation i mean if we're looking at housing then we're way over four percent like i said we're seeing 20 percent price appreciation so it seems like housing would be the worst thing to look at but that's not what connor sen argues why he says very important he argues that to sustain inflated prices it's not just an issue of an imbalance between supply and demand right that's what causes prices to go up You either have demand shoot way up or supply shoot way down or some kind of combination of both, which is kind of what we're seeing right now. Demand's gone up, supply has dropped, and so that's why we're seeing home prices just skyrocket. But he says that's not the only thing that matters. He argues you also need a behavioral change from both buyer and seller, which he argues is not happening. Now, I know what you're going to say. Tyler, the sellers are there. Everyone's clamoring to buy homes. We're looking at asking prices. People are paying over list 
they're adding ten, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars to offers to try and win. I mean, out in California, it's probably a hundred thousand. So they're clearly buying in. What are you talking about? Well, what Sen argues is look at what's happening with regards to supply. Now, if you're somebody that provides supply and prices are skyrocketing, what would you do? If you believe that that is here to stay, what would you do? Well, you'd start making more products. If you're like, man, now everyone's going to be paying more for my product, I'm going to make more. But that's not what's happening. We've talked about it last week on the podcast about why aren't sawmills increasing capacity? Why aren't they building more sawmills? Lumber prices are shooting through the roof. Why aren't they making more lumber available? And the same thing we're seeing with builders. Why aren't builders building more houses? If, if, if sawmill companies and builders are convinced that, that these prices that we're seeing are here to stay, then they'd be like, yeah, let's go ahead. I mean, they can plan that in and go, yep, this, this price appreciation is going to continue. We're going to make as much wood as we can. We're going to build as many houses as we can. But they're not. They're slowing down. They're, they're, they're pulling back which Sen argues could be a sign that they think that there is going to be a correction with lumber. There's going to be a correction with houses. And it doesn't mean that they're not going to appreciate. It just means that this appreciation that we're seeing, that they can wait a little bit, especially, like I said, for lumber prices. If you're a builder, you're going to wait for that lumber to fall. And then you're going to buy and then you're going to build your house. And another reason why Sen argues that housing is a good indicator of this is that housing was the first industry that turned around from the lows of the pandemic. As everyone in housing can attest to, <laughs> it was a pretty crazy end to 2020. And that, of course, has also been a part of 2021. And so if we're starting to see a slowdown, like I said, with regards to building and, 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 and sawmills and everything else, that that's the first place that you're going to see it. And he sort of argues that's what you're seeing is that you're seeing builders say, okay, we're going to wait and see what happens with lumber prices and sawmills saying, well, we just don't think it makes sense for us to increase capacity, which goes against the rules of economics. If you believe that, Hey, yeah, this demand is not going to go anywhere. And so let's now try and just do as best we can to keep up with supply. But that's not what they're thinking. And so Sen argues that this could be the first glimpse at what we're seeing is just kind of a boom. People rush back into something and then you kind of see demand drop off. Now, this isn't saying that there's going to be a crash. A lot of people automatically assume that, right? We live in boom and bust cycles. So that means, uh oh, here comes this big bust that's going to be happening with housing. And that's not what he's arguing. He's arguing that what you're going to see is just this, this craziness that has engulfed the housing community, the housing industry, I should say, is just not going to continue. It's not going to continue in perpetuity. It's just not going to keep seeing 20% year over year increases. And if you look at most of the data that comes out, it backs that up. They're saying, yeah, 15, 16, 17% appreciation, but they're only projecting you know, four or 5%, kind of more of the norm when it comes to a year from now. And so they're not saying that there's going to be a collapse. All they're saying is that things are going to kind of get back to normal and that the supply, the normal supply channels, once they start opening back up, once we kind of fix some of these supply chain problems, things will kind of get back to normal. 
And so we're going to see appreciation, but it's going to be like five to 6%, not 25%. And that's sort of what Sen's arguing. And he says, keep an eye on housing because this industry could be the one that shows that, yeah, this inflation concern may be a little quick and that we need to wait and see if this is really going to last. And so that's kind of fascinating because I think there's, I think, I think it's a good argument. And once again, as I always say, we do have a companion newsletter for this podcast. And so if you want to read more about it, I have a link there, a little bit of what we just talked about. Also, I have a link to his article so you can read it in its entirety and see if what he's saying makes sense to me. It's interesting. I mean, he's once again, he's not saying that, 100% inflation's uh, transitory. He's saying is that it looks like that could be the case. But who knows? Two weeks from now, sawmills could go, you know what? Never mind. We are going to increase capacity. It looks like this lumber price is going to hold. Builders might go, hey, well, yeah, it does actually look like the demand's not going anywhere. We're going to start building more houses. But as it looks right now, it looks like sawmill companies and builders are making a bet that you're going to see some cooling off take place. So... The big debate over inflation could all start with what's happening in housing. All right, we got to go. You guys enjoy your Monday. Enjoy your week. Don't forget Memorial Day is now seven days away. So that means that uh, we're going to have a three-day weekend coming up. So you make it through this week and then boom, three-day weekend. We'll be back here on Tuesday. Enjoy the rest of your day. And as always, do not wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait.